Good to okay. go. Levels look good. We're live. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Anson does this thing now where he um, rests his head under the door in the corner. Oh, and yeah. And his lips are stuck and he goes, da-da, 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 after he has um, been crying for a time. That's so funny. And that time has not yet elapsed, so he's crying right now. That's unfortunate. And if I'm, yeah, if I'm if I'm a terrible parent for being the kind of parent that lets their kid cry, no, uh, then so be it. He's been, um, I think this is like the two year sleep regression I keep hearing about. Okay. He, uh, did you experience this? If we did, I don't remember. Okay, it was over a year ago for you now, so well yeah yeah and maybe olivia will be coming up to that sooner but i won't be here for that's, that yeah. so <laughs> yeah, so you're like okay that's, that's not my problem yeah no um i feel terrible for cassie um but she's also a master at momming so she'll be a um yeah i keep hearing about this sleep regression thing and uh, i think it's happening to him that's brutal but it's okay yeah. when you're like when you know what's going on you know he's fine you you can ignore him and you don't have to feel bad about it so that helps you Mm-hmm. uh yeah because like he's jordan's usually the one who will go back in just because we have this routine where like jordan's the one who puts him to bed um so if he's still awake he'll go back in and settle him back to sleep but we've kind of just been waiting till he like falls asleep at the door unfortunately um like 20 minutes half an hour and then one of us will go in and put him in his bed so it's kind of like he's not because what he wants is to stay up all night forever right yeah um so he can't do that he's a baby baby i mean he's a toddler he's two but he's still very young (laughs) I'm joining you in the beverage department. Ooh, wonderful. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. That's, I, like, I like that we do it on Thursday nights because it's almost the end of the week, so we get to almost celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was saying to Jordan, I was like, I think I'm going to have a drink tonight during the podcast, but I'm feeling a bit guilty about wanting to have a drink during the podcast. And he's like, fuck it. And I was like, okay, what's certainly you have a reason and he's like well you never drink on the weekends you'll have like one or two drinks and like he's like so if you have one now you know just count it as one of your weekend drinks i was (laughs) like okay that's logical i guess robbing peter to pay paul yeah pretty much but also it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself yeah loosen up i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes Yes, yeah, you've been uh, holding the fort, as they say, well, you've on had the drinking a, front. I recall at least one episode where you've drank before. Yeah, one or two. Mm-hmm. When one I or realized two episodes that... or one or two drinks? <laughs> per episode, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, one, one or two episodes I've had. Uh, and I mean, if they're drinks. light beers, does it really count? Like, I know, right? White Claw, like, that's not very strong. So... Gavin, my brother, last year, mm. year before, got William this like Lego tank thing. 
Mm. Um, and so the other day we put it together, but it's a very fragile Lego thing. There's a lot of um, empty spaces where if you push in on, on the walls of the vehicle or something, like it'll all fall apart. Okay. So, so oops, sorry. We we had, we'd put it together and then I set it aside telling William, I need to super glue it together before you can play with it to prevent it from falling apart and Olivia choking on stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so today was the day. Uh, and I had like seven near misses uh, with gluing my fingers together. So that was quite a fun experience. Great. Well, it's yeah. good that you didn't result in uh, a gluing yourself. That's good. I, yeah. And now, so now my fingers are covered in super glue. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this story, but I, it, you just made me think of uh, one of my mom's friends once super glued i believe her fingers together and then i think she had super glued a, a finger to her eye Ooh, because she scratched her eye i think and it glued together and she <laughs> called she called my mom in a panic my mom was like you need to call 911 <laughs> <laughs> there are people I can't here you. there are people that exist to solve that problem well I think she called my mom for moral support and my mom was just like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's not a huge thing. And she, I guess she was trying to debate, do I call 911 or not? And she's like, if it's on your eye, I would say that that's an emergency. (laughs) Yeah. Did did they, sorry, go ahead. I think they ended up using some type of solution. Okay. Yeah, it was fine. She, she. I remember last year, Cassie. Last year? I don't know. A while back, Olivia, Cassie actually super glued her fingers together. No, these two. It was so funny. Oh, no. But I and I we googled it and I can't remember what the answer was. But uh, we put our hands in a bowl of something. Maybe it was yeah. vinegar. Or, I can't remember. Okay, but it was, I mean that sounds. It was just nice to be logical. not the person in that situation for once. You know. Are you usually the person well, like, who ends up? If you super use super gluing your fingers as an analogy for not paying enough attention to whatever you're doing, that's okay. usually me. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So how's your week? Strange. Strange. I don't know. <laughs> um, good. Like, I'm. You said a strange. Or like, are you learning Spanish? Oh no! It's well? just it's been a, it's been a strange week, I guess. Anson started daycare, um, so I've had free <laughs> free time. LOL, uh, time that I have filled up with many other projects and ideas, in lieu of having Anson at home. That's awesome. Um, but he okay. So you have like kids who have siblings. Um, but I've realized like Anson's such an only child and I notice it every time we come visit you because <laughs> just the way that he is is so different than like how your kids interact with others. And I don't know if that's just like who they are okay, um, or if that's because he doesn't have a sibling. Um, but that was like one of my big motivators to put him in daycare is like to be around other children. Right. And he had like a super great first day. She said that he like he ate super well. He napped 
like pretty smoothly he like got up out of bed a couple times and she just had to like bring him back to bed and be like this is where you sleep and he did he had a good nap and yeah she was like if if all kids could have a a first day like that like that would be great and I just thought oh my god thank god um but yeah like they did crafts and there's three other kids there two of whom are the the home daycare's kids yep um have i talked to you about this before so i remember you discussing uh having him start soon and the reasons yeah. why but we haven't yeah. actually discussed of course the results of it which is awesome yeah yeah so happy so happy so to hear we that we are he's he's adjusting well and and now mm-hmm. you're getting like you say free time lol yeah but yeah, time, yeah time where you don't Battle have to time. split your priorities as much and time where i'm not ultimately having to do stuff either for me or for my business or for whatever and having him around and juggling both of those things at once ultimately he only gets half of my attention and anyway um yeah i mean he's only had one day so like i'd be interested yeah if you see to see do you feel like are you going to run into a situation where you're going to work harder during the daycare times to make sure you can spend more time with him when he is home and then stress yourself out that way? Or are you going to be able to, you know, if the mood strikes and you've got a little bit of time, you're going to take some some me time sort of thing and, and enjoy not having Anson around. Do you think that'll happen? Uh, for sure. Uh, but ultimately, that's kind of like the goal because I figured – like these will kind of be my work days where I can kind of pour my time into all, all my busy things. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate using that word. I feel like it's overused. Anyways, we could talk about that later. Um, but I, I think that wouldn't be a bad thing if that's what ends up happening as much as yes i i will take downtime here and there like i'll have to force myself to enjoy some yeah do nothing time uh it might be 15 minutes half an hour some days um but yeah this was more with the goal of being able to do more for my business Mm -hmm. when he's not home so that i can be focused super mom with him when he is yeah like today we did crafts because he's there so he's uh at daycare wednesdays fridays so he was there yesterday he's there tomorrow nice and yeah so today i feel like we did little crafts i like got some stuff from dollarama the other day uh christmasy things and we kind of like did crafts for christmas and i don't know he just like seemed to be really enjoying his time with me and and vice versa we spent a bunch of time outside i was making wreaths because i'm selling wreaths this I season saw. ah thank you mm-hmm. um yeah and so like we were outside he was playing outside so I, I like that's the kind of thing i'm talking about when i say like i'm dividing my time sometimes when he's yeah. home um i'd love to be able to concentrate all that in those two days which is nearly impossible but, yeah for um, sure yeah like it, it's it's the goal it's i don't think it's always going to happen 
but um the I fact that i was able to spend a significant amount of time like with him today yeah but i also don't think it's a bad thing i think you're approaching it like you having to split time with him and your business while he's home mm-hmm. is a bad thing but it's not really like he gets to see you working towards something so it shows him work ethic and all the things mm-hmm. that go along with that and it mm-hmm. also encourages him to be independent so he's not dependent yeah. on you and yes. if you were just focused on him all the time it might lead to bad habits down the road i think it's a good thing that yeah. he gets to not be your sole focus it's it sucks for I you because you feel like he should have it and you should be giving it to him yeah. but uh you know as far as his development and his his growth it's probably better for him mm. and then and then as he grows up he gets to be a part of those projects maybe i don't know no that's fair and I, and i do agree with you because like those are all good things to to show and learn i just i guess the part of me that feels like the most guilty is the fact that i have to do that with him every day yeah whereas having him in daycare there's a couple days a week where like he's having fun and he doesn't even know what i'm doing you know what i mean like, yeah for sure he's yeah, off it's not doing a, his thing it's not That's to suggest that daycare yeah. is a bad idea i'm just saying for it's sure not, yeah it's it's a it's a phenomenal idea it's it, even just for your mental san like your mental sanity of course it's mm-hmm. what a redundancy there but you know to not have your child around because you can't yeah. control his mood either like if he's having a shitty day it's going to yeah. throw off your day so just to be clear of that is awesome but yeah. for him to see you yeah. do stuff and for you to not focus all your time on him all the time is probably good for both of you. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's a really fair point. It's, uh, I don't want to say it's something I struggle with, but it's I, definitely something that I feel constantly guilty about if I'm not dedicating 100% of my time to him. And I know I shouldn't and I don't have to, but I don't know. Is that just like ingrained into parenthood? Do you feel yeah, like that? I, I, I yeah, I think so. I, I absolutely want to give William and Olivia everything they ask for every time. Um, yes. I yes, really do. I yes. want to. And f- <laughs> so the way I know that that's the way I feel because I'm getting a lot better at being impatient in front of them um, okay. and, and making them. William will say, I want some juice now. And I'll say, you know what? You can have juice in two minutes and just making them wait and stuff like that. Um, especially when he's being an asshole about it. Like he'll say now and he'll put a bit of an edge to it. I want juice now. Like, listen here, pal. Yeah. (laughs) This is how it works. When I'm good and ready. But there's those moments where like he, I had, we're looking for a new fridge and I had uh, the measuring tape in the kitchen to measure the dimensions of our current fridge and the depth in that wall space to make sure we don't buy one. That's too, too deep. That's pretty exciting, though. Yeah, it's really stressful. We have, like, the gap is 29 and a half inches. And that's, like, you can't get a fridge that's that shallow, that's less than, that's greater than, like, 18 cubic feet. They're all, like, apartment-sized fridges. It's crazy. Um, Is that just the way that fridges are made now, I think so, yeah. Okay. I was hoping, like, to get one that was wider and taller to make up for how shallow it would be, but it's hard to find. Anyway measuring tapes in the kitchen dad's over for coffee and william runs up to him and goes hey grandpa do you want to go measure things with me and dad was like oh i'm gonna drink my coffee first and on the drive to work i was like man when every time william comes up and says do you want to come in play in my room with me or do you want to anytime he asks me to go do something with him 
I want I all I want to do is go do that thing with him. But sometimes mm-hmm. you're tired and sometimes you're you're just exhausted mentally and you don't want to yeah. you don't want to deal or whatever. So that's where I feel guilty because I can't think of a situation down the line where I won't wish I'd spent more time with him. Especially right. when he's when There's he's not enough time. Yeah. Especially when he's right. actively seeking me out to spend time with him. And I know yeah. he's not I know he's not coming at it because it's me. It's just someone to hang out with. He could have mm-hmm. easily asked Cassie or dad or whoever was around, but when he asks But maybe you, he you... likes those or he knows those activities or things that you do maybe. Like he's noticed like, Oh, dad does this, so Yeah, whatever. I'll ask him if he wants mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just feels good. And so there's those moments where it's it's not appropriate to go do whatever he wants to go do because we have to eat or we have to get dressed or we have to do right. whatever. And yeah. then when you say no to him then, you're like, hey, it's, I can't just give in every time you want to do what you want to do. I have to raise you. I have to make mm-hmm. sure you're fit for society. So Learn boundaries and yeah. Yeah. So all that to say is I, I, I think it's definitely ingrained in parents. You want to spoil the shit out of your kids. You want to give them everything they want. But giving them what they want is not how to parent. Yeah, I think that falls into maybe like an egoic thing. Mm-hmm. If if you're obsessed with wanting them to have everything, not that you can't give them, um, like just be able to provide ev- anything and everything. Um, I I feel like that's maybe more of a self fulfilling thing. Hundred percent. Like, I can give you this, I can give you that. You know what I mean? It's less about yeah. them. Than Look how good about. of a parent I am. Or, and especially right. if you, if you really drill down. Yeah. If you, and, and I can't think of anything offhand because it's, it's almost a leading sort of a statement here. But mm. if you are in a situation and you're doing something for your kid that's not in their best interest, but it makes you feel good. Look back in your past and wonder what it was that you weren't given or didn't receive that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. that's making you behave that way. So you're thinking, if I give Anson or William or Olivia all the things that I didn't have, I'm helping them out. But you're really kind of, how can how can I give them what they need so that they're as capable as I am when they're my age without maybe mm-hmm. necessarily some of the painful baggage that may go along with it? Because we've all suffered traumas in our past, some of them greater than others, but to the individual, they're all, they're all as impactful. So yeah. I think yeah. we, we definitely let our past get in the way of doing the right thing when it comes to parenting sometimes. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the the only sort of... Uh, Fence post, like... Yeah, yeah, comparison, like, yeah. reference point, mm-hmm. yeah, that we have is, like, how we were raised. Um, I'm definitely guilty of that in the snacks department. Because <laughs> my mom was, like, notoriously... I think she just wanted healthy snacks in the house all the time. So she didn't keep like chips or cookies or crackers. Like she definitely would keep things like Ritz crackers or like, you know, the kind of snacks that like aren't that bad, but they're like not great either. Yeah, it's not chocolate um, chip cookies. Yeah. So I, I'm i like bear paws and chocolate chip cookies and cheesy Ritz crackers. Oh, you want this? You want that? Like we go through the store and he'll like point out all the snacks and I'm like, okay, it's three for eight dollars. Okay. Like what all a the deal. More reason. Yeah, like I'll buy it. Can't afford not to. Yeah, I I guess I don't I, I don't want to say I don't know why I do that. Like I obviously know why I do that, but it's uh it's interesting. 
because it's and, definitely like, oh, I didn't have this growing <clears> up. And at the and end, it end of the day, too, matter. it doesn't yeah, <laughs> it, it it really doesn't like yeah, wh- whatever snacks you decide to give them or whatever treats you decide to give them, it's yeah. it's when you give them those treats that matter. So if he's being a shithead yeah. and you're still giving him treats, that's that's a no go. Yeah. But if he's being yeah. otherwise, you know, a good kid and he's ate all his supper and all that stuff, well, he can have whatever the hell he wants, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to punish him for behaving. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Are, is there anything that you do with your kids that, like, contrasts your childhood? Uh, it's hard echoes? to tell because, like, I have a really poor ability to cast my mind back on my childhood. And, okay. and visualize things as they were. I have a lot of a lot of like sort of key memories and moments in time, um, but to compare to how we're raising our kids is, I see a lot of similarities between me and my dad. Um, okay. Uh, I've had the luxury of watching him develop over the years, so I see where he was and where he is now, and it's kind of helped me reach further when I started as a parent. Okay. than where I may have been. So I'm thinking uh, in terms of like patience and, and anger and stuff like that. Um, Is it because you've seen him like grow? Yeah, 100%. And you kind of like, emu- want to emulate that? Yeah, and so he did a really good job of demonstrating, um, uh, you know, what it's like to be someone or behave in a way that's not who you are because you're in circumstances that are encouraging that behavior so you know you're tired you're exhausted you come home and you know for mom with four kids it's pretty exhausting stuff so he's he doesn't want to deal with little shithead kids when he gets home so he just drops the hammer instead of trying to you know manage it or manage it in a different way i'll say Um, right yeah but you know I, i i saw him work on that and improve that and and communicate better more fit and i don't know if that was a result of him um, just being more true to who he was or having the, the courage to be more patient with us because it's, mm-hmm. it's fucking exhausting. Um, and we've only got two of them, but uh, I've only got one. Like I just, anyway, there's, there's, I remember seeing videos like, oh yeah, if you've have, if you have three, four, it's not much worse than like, it's way worse. It's so much worse. But, uh, I think it would be way worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I, I look back, like we had, you know, all kinds of snack food for dessert and stuff like that. And our lunches weren't the greatest in terms of snacks because there's four kids and the snacks are expensive. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah. uh, like a lot of Nutrigrain bars or Nature Valley or stuff like that, which are, you can buy cheaper and they're still good snacks. Yeah. I don't think they're, yeah. But I mean, like, I don't think, uh, I don't think my parents gave in to our moods as much as Cassie and I sometimes do with the kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just but so tired. I think tired. that might be um, the world that, I don't want to say the world we're in, but the knowledge that we have about parenting now is a little different too. Uh, I think that it would be a factor. Just in like what, what way? Like, so for me, I'm thinking when we're especially tired. Yeah. Um, we might not follow through on some of the parenting things we're supposed to follow through on. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, this is interesting too, because I have no idea 
in what instances my parents didn't follow through. I can't remember specific times where they said, don't do this or you're going to bed. And then I did it and I never ended up going to bed. I can't remember yeah. that. And I yeah. can't remember what plans they may have had in their head and then didn't fall through. Like we were going to give the kids a bath tonight. And then we sat down after supper and I was like, you know what? They can have a bath tomorrow. I'm not feeling it's it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That I, kind of no, stuff. I was just thinking like if like, I don't think that stuff matters. Okay. In the grand okay. scheme of things, Cheryl and Wayne, my in-laws, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Um, Always say if it doesn't matter in five years, it doesn't matter. Okay. And so it's kind of like that core stuff that they always are kind of referring to, like the the big picture things. Like if your kid is behaving badly, like you said before, you know, if your kid's behaving badly and you're like, oh, here, have a cookie. That's like rewarding negative behavior. Um, Whereas like that's going to matter in five years that your kid is still a brat, you know? Yes. Um, so it's kind of like adjusting those things, whereas if it's, hey, I want you to listen to me with the situation that's happening right now, and if you don't, you know, you get a timeout. Like, they're not, I don't yeah, think. less impactful. Yeah. Really, yeah. I don't think that's a, that's a thing. So I, I find myself often kind of reverting, reverting, referring back to that, um, a lot like is this gonna matter in five years no <laughs> and then I, I, like, I like that it takes a little pressure off too yeah yeah and and it kind of gives you i think a more um i don't say realistic but like a i don't know that sort of anxiety that gets built up around certain situations like um last week we were getting ready to go to our friend's place and Anson was just not having any of it. And I was like getting so frustrated and I was like, look, I just want you to cooperate with me, please. And I was like, I know it does. This is not going to matter in five years. <laughs> it's not going to matter in five minutes as soon as I get him in the car seat. But it took us an hour and a half to get ready and get into the car seat, like from the end of breakfast to getting into the car. I was like, That's... this should not take an hour and a half. Like it was so brutal. Was that when you come came to our place? No, no. We went to visit um, Ashley last week. And okay. I had like, he was just having an off day, you know, like as, as people do, he was having a bad day. Um, but everything was a struggle. That sucks. <gasps> but yeah. Do you ever um, just want to like fucking squeeze him? And like, I like that scene <laughs> in Home Alone where he's coming up the stairs. And they catch him and they hang him on the hook and they're just like, Argh. oh, God, yeah. like that's the scene. Like that's I relive that in my in my mind all the time with my kids. Like sometimes they just piss me off so much. I just want to I just want to squeeze them a little tighter than I should and hang them on a mm -hmm. hook <laughs> and hang them on. the Oh, by their clothes, um, by their clothes. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, obviously child <laughs> services. Yeah. Um. I'm yeah, I dad. I definitely like I definitely that day and I I feel like I don't get this frustrated but it's like I ask very little of you and this is one of the times where I'm asking you to cooperate so that we can get it together and get the heck out of dodge. And he just like trying to put his pants on and he keeps pulling his legs out and he's like oh. <laughs> Ripping his socks off. And then I, yeah, I'm trying to 
get him to lie down and lay still so I can get his and no that was no I've um, literally put yeah. my kids in leg locks to get them dressed really when they're squirming and they're like hey and they're having fun and I think it's so a funny. joke yeah. and I just want to fucking clobber them with an open hand right across the head just like, I will I will squeeze them with my legs <laughs> To nice. hold them so I can use yeah. both hands to get pants or socks on. Yeah, you're like, I need all of my no, limbs no. to accomplish this I will this hold you like the presidential nuclear football, and you will not go anywhere <laughs> just to put clothes on you mm-hmm. so we can get out of the effing house. Oh, jeez. Total yeah. 180 here. Sorry, you just mentioned presidential. Ooh. Uh, our last episode was pre-election. That's and true. And we are now post-American election. Are we what post are your thoughts? or are we mid we don't know. It's a. Uh, oh, I read something and it just made me laugh so much. I'm not going to do it justice. But it was one of those lovely memes from the internet that's basically like, we are still waiting for the results of the election. Like, So our friend uh, Broom sent a yeah. really funny post. It was, uh, so, so Biden and the Democrats. Got the popular vote. They have a reason, reasonable assumption that, uh, um, and I, and, Congratulations to all candidates because it was, uh, I guess, a historical voter turnout for both sides. Great. That's think, really good, I think. Yeah, I think Biden set the record for the most um, votes in a presidential campaign, and Trump had the second most votes. Wow. Which which means that he got more votes this campaign than his first campaign. Wow. And then, okay. And then well, to people have, are Yeah, people like are that's interested. good. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, but so he's got, uh, he's created this thing called the Office of the President-Elect, okay. which is uh, not a real thing. It's just not. It's not real. And I mean, I'm not saying this because I'm a Trump supporter and I'm a Biden naysayer. I'm not for or against either of them. Uh, I'm, I, I'm literally, I'm only talking about what's known. Colin, they were the two best candidates. The two best candidates. But so... <laughs> So Broom <laughs> sent this one. It was uh, it's a meme, and it says girlfriend keeps referring to herself as wife elect, despite no official word from boyfriend, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. A little <laughs> underhanded towards the, uh, you know, Biden. Um, That's hilarious. Because it like he's, it's it's one of those like if you're if you're a Democrat and you're a Biden fan, you're you're not going to think anything of it. But if you're mm-hmm. a Trump supporter mm-hmm. and a Republican, you're like get this jackass out of here. There's no. There's no office of the president-elect. Yeah, you're not... Uh, yeah. So, I think... Um, I don't know that uh, anything's going to change. Uh, it, there's probably a really good chance that Biden will be the president. Um, but I do know that there are many states where the ballot counts have been contested. Uh, okay. And Trump this is filed- not a new thing. No, They've done it, this in previous elections. Yes, I think it, almost everyone that I can remember. Yeah, what I will what I will point out though, which I think is very interesting, is uh, uh, not a single Republican has taken to the streets to protest with bricks or fire. Um, so that's mm. interesting to know, but I'll leave that for the audience to mm. assess. Um, I think. Do you it's, think? Do you think that? Are you trying to say the Democrats would have? Well, they did before. Well, the Democrats oh, are the only gotcha. ones rioting ever. I see. All this Black Lives stuff, the Republicans the, don't riot. The progressives. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? That's a very good point because I would suggest that uh, to say that it's a Democratic thing is wrong. You're right. It's the far left, I guess you'd call them. Um, 
that are that are doing that but i don't know i uh sorry you just made me think of something there's maybe i sent it to you already i thought it was on tiktok but maybe it was on instagram there's a gentleman who uh leads rebel news i believe is what it's called yes you heard of this yes i've heard of rebel news he's i don't know of what descent he is uh he looks maybe middle eastern if i had to guess i'm not sure middle eastern that's a total that's a total guess i could be 100 percent wrong maybe he's south american maybe i don't know uh he's not caucasian <laughs> and he was going around asking far left supporters um why they don't support him and and why they kind of like um don't agree with his views and trump's views uh no like he his his view like the host's views okay okay okay. so these people have like were verbally saying like oh i don't listen to you i had to stop listening to your news stories la 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 like you're such a uh fascist and (laughs) of course i found that so interesting because anyways long story short uh the people did not have much to contest they kind of like were scrambling for words it was a bit hard to watch because you could tell that they really believed in whatever it was that they were supporting but they didn't really know how to articulate it so i don't know if it was like a I, I a language i don't want to say language issue but like they just didn't know how to articulate their ideas like on the spot like that because i know myself if somebody just came up to me and they're like how come you stop following me how come you don't listen to my news broadcast anymore i'd i'd be a little bit flabbergasted like uh well like that's my opinion and that's kind of what the resounding response was one man flat out said i don't even want to repeat it 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 was a lot of curse words and insulting and he's like wow you're really gonna say that to a man of color and I just laughed because I was like, he's just turning around, like turning the story around on them. You know what I yeah. mean? Because that's like what you hear from the left, which isn't wrong. Like we shouldn't be insulting people because of their race. Like it's, I think we've moved past that. Yeah. Uh, but clearly it still happens. And um, yeah, I was just like, if he's so right wing, why like why would you attack him on that that just seems i think counterintuitive i I don't know anyway i'll send it to you and you can tell me your thoughts next for sure for (laughs) sure the i yeah i think in a very politically charged and contested environment like the presidential campaign yeah i think people i think there's two problems up front one is ignorance and the other is confirmation bias okay so people are becoming... Can you um, describe confirmation bias? I feel a bit uneducated. I will. Okay. But, the, you know, these issues are, are... You can't... You can no longer be a Republican who's friends with Democrats, and you can no longer be a Democrat who's friends with Republicans. Mm-hmm. You are one or the other. There's no in-between. Uh, and this is the states. This does not apply to Canada. We're very good at being in-between like that. And, like, um, talking to others who yeah, you don't uh, agree with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so I think confirmation bias in the sense that 
you are going to look for the things that support your narrative mm. narrative okay, okay, okay. Yeah. you're going to you're going to find the evidence that supports your point of view yes. so i imagine uh, a lot of scenarios in social settings where people are talking about let's just use the democrats for example um or the far left i should say because i believe um you know there's probably a lot more democrats who are less concerned about the things that we see in the mainstream media that the democrats are pushing okay. or or are calling trump or the republicans out about i think i think there's probably you know in a population of over 300 million there's probably a lot more in the middle if you think of a bell curve yeah. than on the far left or the far right so but the squeaky wheel gets the grease right grease. so i feel like that's kind of why you see that narrative so much is because it's the one that's so speaking the loudest. The the confirmation bias is going to rear its head when people are in their social settings having conversations about why they don't like Trump and they're just supporting each other and and no one's offering any critical thought and they're just it's all monologues and bitching and moaning essentially. I see. Okay. 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 So they're and never then, hearing an opposite point of view because there's no actual discussion. Okay. So people are going to talk about stats that you know what I watched a video on TikTok talking about how who was it uh the new supreme court judge amy coney barrett um uh there was a uh girl in a prison who was raped by a prison guard uh -oh. the guard was found guilty and uh she was awarded 10 million dollars and this okay. guy in the tiktok video who has a blue check which means he's verified i don't okay, know okay wait so okay i have a question about this anyways go on so he was stating that Judge Amy Coney Barrett, and I don't know if this was as Supreme Court or in her judgeship in the past, which I, I believe to be the case, um, overruled that and uh, and set the reward for this uh, plaintiff, the woman who was raped as a inmate in this prison, uh, to zero dollars. Um, and so it was one of those videos where, you know, it was like a duet. So Buddy popped in and said, hey. I can't believe this is coming from a blue check guy. That's not the case. She stated that the judge, Amy Coney Barrett, because it was not written anywhere in the manual that he shouldn't do this to the prisoner uh, for like the, the, the employee's manual, mm -hmm. that the prison wasn't responsible somehow uh, for his behavior and that he was responsible for his own behavior. So he was liable for that money, not okay. the prison, not the county where this prison was owned. Okay. So it was an instance of uh, very technical confirmation bias in the sense that people are and, and the media is very good at this. They'll put out the they'll they'll word things and phrase them. And on both sides, uh, we see it from the Republicans uh, media and from the Democratic media as well. Mm -hmm. uh, they will structure whatever news they want to, to achieve the message that they want to have sent out there. So this guy started a TikTok video. Uh, trying to make a Republican nominee for the Supreme Court look like a bad choice. Mm. Um, and he wasn't fact-finding. He wasn't offering any critical thought or analysis. He didn't go any deeper than the surface media. And okay. another, another gentleman came in and corrected that. Um, oh, it's a vicious circle. I'm assuming that's correct. I didn't do any fact-finding yeah. myself. Yeah, you're, but, you're also taking his word. But, I mean, we can do the research on it, but... I'll assume that, I mean, that sounds pretty legitimate. It, to um, me, it's, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, 
So the ten million. So say she was awarded the ten million dollars, and that was the end of the story. The part I struggle with is how quick, and obviously this isn't what happened, but how quick people are to like try and bury stuff like that with money. Just be like, here, how much money can we give you to shut the hell up about this? Her trauma is not going to go away. The fact that this happens not going to go away. The fact she has to live with this every day of her life. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a sexual assault survivor, but I'm sure it's not easy. And I feel like to put a price tag on it, like $10 million is obviously a very comfortable amount of money for the rest of your life if you're if you're not crazy about it. But um, I don't know. Like, would that really make her feel better? It would make her life super comfortable, but is that going to change the fact that this happened? No. So it's like, here, why don't we... But there's nothing else you can do. No. It's all yeah. it's it's all you can do. Yeah. And, and, and maybe I that... I think, means... not force her, but be like, here, you have this given to you, not by the county, but like, say this person's... Insurance, say he was found to be... Like, he was found to be guilty... Um, so say there was some kind of like personal insurance that was provided to this girl in the form of a severe emotional therapy for the rest of her life. Like, let's give her that. Let's give her something, tools that will actually help her navigate this and the rest of her life that she inevitably has to live with right like you can't change what happened but you can change the path ahead if that makes I think, sense i agree 100 percent. you can't and and what a pivot um yeah sorry <coughs> it just it's 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 an interesting topic and i mean there's there's countless examples of people who've been even uh you know found to be innocent and exonerated and they've spent 20 years in prison for a crime they didn't commit and just yeah. given money. You can't you can't repay someone for life they've missed. You can't you certainly can't pay someone for robbing them a life that they thought they were going to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um and Absolutely. I was going to say, you know, for 10 million dollars you can for sure afford the best therapist in the world. And I was going to say too, she probably wants to move if mm-hmm. if assuming she was able to be relocated to another prison or eventually released, like you don't want to you want to get yeah. away from that, but um yeah you it's it's an interesting it's a harsh example but there are so many things in our lives that we can't control and the only thing we can control is how we respond to them Mm -hmm. so she certainly didn't ask for anything like that to happen to her but it's on her now uh to rise up to the occasion and and forge ahead and create the best life she can hopefully Uh, yeah and i I don't i would hope 10 million means you know i can forward not only a good therapist but a good therapist for a long time mm-hmm. to help yeah. navigate that yeah I, like that goes make a long that way. part of like what you have to allot this money towards anyway obviously she's not getting it it sounds like she's getting zilch no so, yeah i don't know i don't know the the details there and and the idea for the story was not to um, get into that topic but yeah sorry i just to, like to suggest that people we we get into uh you know our comfortable settings and we just take everything we see in here that we're discussing with amongst yeah. each other at face value yeah uh, and then so we we don't and that's where the ignorance is everyone thinks they understand the topics and they don't 
They truly don't. And I feel ignorant even saying, like, she doesn't need 10 million. Maybe she does. I don't know. If she ended up incarcerated, maybe it is a matter of, you know, circumstance and who knows. Um, yeah, knowing nothing else about yeah. the circumstances surrounding it. Yeah. Um, anybody who would get 10 million would certainly be better off than when they started, probably. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like taking that at face value is. Like, you want to hear maybe a certain story. Like, you already have it in your head. Like, you want this to be the outcome. So maybe people also aren't open to hearing other outcomes at the end of the day. Um, Becomes a big... Because when you become a Democrat or Republican in the sense of the Democrats or Republicans that we're seeing in a negative light in the media... That is not become your political identity. That's become your whole identity. Yeah, people so, are very um, like willing to change every, not every part of their life, but like alter their life or lifestyle to work around that mindset. Well, to suit Does the that message that is supposed yeah. to be suited. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to be a, a you know a, a, a one of those crazy Democrats or or wild Republicans that you see on TV, you have to do those things. Yeah. Because because you believe you're creating a world around you instead of living the world that you've created. Mm. It's uh, it's tricky. That's a very I think, interesting perspective. I, I I think it's what muddies the water in terms of how this election is being perceived. Yes. Um, I was telling telling Cassie the other day. I was like, I I find it interesting how all the media the reason why joe biden has established this office of the president elect is because the media outlets have called his victory but he's won nothing mm-hmm. because the the you know the federal office they, of election yeah. or whatever it's called has has confirmed nothing um you know no official yeah president trump is yeah. is pursuing legitimate it's there's a lot of people saying you know he's a baby this that and the other and that's fine call him what you want and and you know have have your opinions but there's nothing wrong with pursuing what you think is right Mm -hmm. so regardless if you agree with trump we've all pursued the things that we think are right he's doing the same thing we can't fault him for that um he feels very strongly about this he he feels he feels bigly about it bigly (laughs) Feel, yeah. He feels bigly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever the outcome is, um, uh, I think it's going to be fine. I, I know uh, there's a lot of people that are, like, you know, think it's doom and gloom if we get another Democratic president. But, you know, Obama was a fine president for two terms. Mm-hmm. He did he did really good things. Uh, I'm not I'm not concerned about what the states are going to look like. And to be quite honest, I don't think anyone should be. I, I believe that you as are a sovereign individual and you get to decide the outcome of your future. Yeah. No, that's, that's very deep. But yes, I agree. Um, you know, to think that, like, the president-elect is going to change your life, um, that's your own doing in a lot of ways, I would think. 
Yeah, and we, we saw the same messaging when Trump was elected. People were talking yeah. about they thought there's going to be race wars again. Yeah. They, people were talking, especially women of color, they felt unsafe at college campuses and stuff. And guess mm-hmm. what? Nothing. Nothing yeah. changed. Yeah. You went you went to school the next day and everything was fine. Actually, you didn't because there was COVID, so everybody stayed home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was actually much more dangerous because now you're <laughs> trapped with people yeah. that you thought you'd only have to spend a few hours with every day. Yeah. Um what are your thoughts on um, on all of this? I've, I've, I've definitely spoken at length about it. I know. I, I so the first off, I'm very uneducated about the electoral system in the U.S. Yeah, me too. Overall, mm-hmm. uh, and every election, it, it just brings back this fact in my mind that I really know very little. Um, my understanding is that the popular vote is like we vote in our they have voted in their senators like state senators and they also vote for the president is that correct at the same time or state senator senator votes are at a different time i want to say first of all up front i don't know okay but i know one word gubernatorial gubernatorial and that might not even be the right word but that is the votes, the elections that they run for governors. Okay. So I'm assuming that if they vote for governors, they probably also vote for congressmen and senators separately as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you could be right. So, and, and I just made a quick note. We have four years for this podcast to get big enough to have someone come on as a guest to explain during the next election. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. also, fun fact, like, no one gives a fuck about Canadian elections. Like, I don't even care. Like, if we were in an election year ourselves, we probably wouldn't even be talking about it. I 100% would talk about it. Yeah. But I wouldn't get, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to say it wouldn't get so heated, but, like, I feel like in Canada we're pretty well balanced. Yeah. Like, if it's liberals or conservatives, um... Our biggest question is if it's going to be a majority or or not a minority. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's usually the big concern. Um, in the states, I just feel like it's so much more like free reign, so to speak. Yeah, it's more like the wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that being said, my thoughts. So. Uh, I don't even know what to think. Like, I was like, oh, maybe this will be better. But then at the same time, is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? Um, We'll see. Like, let the chips fall where they may, so to speak. The people have spoken. So obviously the people in the U.S. I mean, according to the current polls that they have, maybe it'll change drastically when they, like, recount. Um, My biggest question was why is it take like i remember texting jordan and i was like they do this every four years yeah you mean to tell me that they cannot tally votes the same day following the election like why is it so difficult he's like oh covid so many people had to mail their votes in and earlier this year i heard there was a huge push to shut down like the u.s postal service and how much do you want to bet it was the U.S. Postal Service delivering these fucking ballots that they're like, hmm, you were going to shut us down and look at look at us now. You La need us tita. to get. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true, but that's kind of like the 
sort of motion picture playing in my head of <laughs> all of this uh, going down. So may- maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but that was like my, bi- <laughs> my big question mark was why the fuck is it taking so long? Can they get this, their shit together enough? Like, and if they knew that they were receiving mail-in ballots oh my internet connection's unstable okay it's better sorry i just i got you i can wanted to preface instead of in case i lost you um where was i what what was i ranting oh yeah the ballots taking so long yeah if you knew you had to mail yours in why wouldn't they give you a early like force you to mail it in early they had an early mail-in deadline, I believe. For mail-in ballots. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So they re- they had all the ballots. And they had early access polls, too. I'm pretty sure you could vote well in advance of actual election day. Yeah, I think that's common because they, yeah. like, they want people to vote. So if it's not convenient on Otherwise, you had to day. shut down the country on election day. Right, yeah. Um, so why is it taking so long? Like, hello? So, I- <laughs> I have, a, I have a few thoughts. Okay. So I know, so again, this is what the media is reporting, right? So mm-hmm. it's hard to know which, which is true. Is it the left or the right-wing media? I'm coming at it from the right-wing media side now. Okay. So President Trump filed three lawsuits before the election day was even over. I heard this. Against three states. So there's implications there. What those are, lawsuits. I don't know. Lawsuits. We're going to win these lawsuits. It's going to be bigly. But there's... <laughs> There, I think the program, the software that they used for the election counting, whatever, for all the electronic ballots was is a program called Dominion. Okay. And I guess there's allegations going on right now that Dominion was flipping votes for Trump to Biden. So it was either hacked or glitched or whatever. Okay, okay. I was going to uh, say how. How are they doing? Okay, you um, answered the question. And I think that is what is causing... So the... the speculation on whether or not that is true um is what's forcing the by hand recounting of the ballots okay um and i i I agree with you i woke up the next day waiting to see stuff about who the new president was going to be yeah because usually you know yeah in canada it's like oh yeah it took us four hours to count the whole country we're done Um, yeah because like they get to (coughs) bc which is our last time zone and then four hours after that we know who the prime minister is going to be yeah so I think um, that is probably one of the reasons why it's taking so long. Um, I've heard one thing about, again, hearsay, speculation, hearsay. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. The uh, the governor or the secretary of state for Arizona resigned after admitting that she didn't present herself for the on the trial day or test day of the Dominion software ballot stations she thinks she fucked up so yeah it kind of looks bad whether so i mean does that mean that these allegations are potentially more true i don't know it's all very interesting though Mm. um this is going to be this whole election is going to be the next season of uh, unsolved mysteries (laughs) netflix you can pay me a two percent royalty for that one i feel like this just uh perpetuates the idea that black mirror is having us live out its next season now instead of watching it um yeah this is just adding on 
Sorry. My boss, my boss came in today and said, what if 2020 is not a bad year? What if it's just the start of a bad decade? I thought that too. I was saying. It's not like, true. It's so not many true. people are like, oh, what if, can't wait till next year. I was like, we said that last year and look at us now. Like, are you kidding me? What if this is the best year of the 2020s? Like nobody yeah. thought that. Obviously your boss thought that. But it's, anyway. uh, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer. No, he I'm probably just, sound on a meme. That's why he said it. Maybe. I'm just like preparing. Mentally. So yeah, I think, um, and if we really want to have a great episode, what we need to do is get Broom on here <laughs> to talk about all this shit. Because uh, so fire that would be fire. The one ratings thing for sure. I uh, like. I, I follow. Um, he's a lawyer, yep. and but he's turned into a, a basically a political pundit, and he's a Republican. Okay. Okay. So he's a non-professional political commentary. Okay. Uh, and uh, and he's posted a lot of this stuff about, you know, what I read about the Secretary of State or Governor, whoever it was, of Arizona stepping down and that kind of thing. So, again, um, he he's a lawyer, so I take it at face value that he's probably very good at researching his sources. Hopefully. Um, maybe he wasn't a good lawyer. Maybe he was a terrible lawyer, and that's why he's now on Instagram a lot and Twitter. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm I don't know him. I'm sorry if I've insulted you, political pundit man. No, nah, he I think he's a fairly middle of the road guy, but okay. he does have his um, his biases, and there's they're 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 minor. He's not uh, he's certainly not a radical or impassioned um, uh, character. He's, he's not a fascist. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, or a neo-Nazi, which is just the weirdest comparison ever. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, I think that's why it's taking so long to count is because Trump has is instigated, Kep. encouraged some legal proceedings, Kep. and and so that means that they have to be resolved before anything can be called. Mm-hmm. So now recounting and doing some other investigations. So I mean it. People are going to get fussed. Like, it doesn't matter if they call. So December 14th, I believe, is the deadline okay. uh, for those uh, investigations to end. Um, and people might get concerned thinking, like, it doesn't matter. You have to wait because, the you know, Biden and his office of the president-elect can't move into the White House until the 20th of January. Okay. So Yeah, because uh, that's it, the swear, swearing-in inauguration. ceremony. Inauguration. Yeah. So it's six, one half dozen, the other, like people are going to complain about it taking so long and maybe they're just ready for the drama to end. And that's totally fair, but there's no rush. Yeah. I I was so, I, I feel like I've, uh, I failed to talk about the most exciting fact about this potential election outcome for me. Wait, Um, is it, let me guess. Is it related to if Biden is the president? Mm-hmm. Is it because there will be a female vice president? 100%. Okay, I'm not interested. Let's immediately know. <laughs> immediately know. <laughs> I just, I know you're not supposed to get excited about that stuff because you're supposed to elect the best person for the job and not based on their color or gender or whatever, but there's been a lot of Caucasian old-ass white males in that house for a long time how and like, dare you i know barack was there for fucking eight years i okay as he vice is a black man of vice president specifically black, he's color okay he's a, he was the president 
yes that was yeah. that was different that was a little uh, that was very different i i i'm Specifically, it was talking about the VPs. Okay, okay. There, no, there was a they, gentleman along the road who was like a little tan, because um, I was looking at the lineup over <laughs> the course of history. The lineup. Of the lineup. Who was the tan one? Uh, I don't remember his name. Oh. I should know this. Yeah, it was. It was. It was enough. a while back. It was a little while back. Um, but yeah, I just as much as. A lot of people are like, oh, whatever. It's not a big deal. I think for a lot of people it is a big deal. And I think, I don't want to say as a woman, but Do I it. think the more you see um, something represented, the more normalized it is, mm-hmm. the more accepted yeah, it is, absolutely. and the That's more no one it repeats cares about itself. Gay people anymore. <laughs> but the more that sort of tends to repeat itself because it's like she like she broke the mold essentially and so so now it's like it won't be uncommon um so hopefully more people will rise to the occasion and feel confident and able to uh, capable yeah and, Mm -hmm. and be like hey uh you know mindy calling yep I, am fan. I pronouncing her name properly? Kayling Cowling, K- I'm not K- sure, but yeah. Um, she was sitting, she wrote, I think it was a tweet, uh, and she said, I'm sitting here with my daughter crying, saying, oh my God, honey, she looks like us. Like, I think that that would be a really, I don't know, promising moment. I don't know much about her, but I'm assuming that being a writer on a huge TV show um was kind of a big deal at the time because i don't know how many other like in her demographic yeah were also in the room or in other writers rooms you know what i mean um but again like the more that happens the more we see it the more common it is the less oh my god you know yeah it's 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 to promising. take away the shockwave, yeah, is yeah. a good thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I agree one hundred percent. I don't like I don't like when celebrities get involved. Like, thank you for your insight, Mindy. Sure. Um, yes. Yeah. You've obviously already broken the mold. Like, yes. who, you you were successful well before. Anyway, like it doesn't matter to me. A long time um, ago. Yeah, but, but I'm sure there's still a part of her that's like I'm a little Indian girl who grew up. I don't know how she grew up, but. Maybe with she's actually got a, a book. Actually, I should probably actually. You know what? It's right here. Everyone hanging Stop. out without me. I have it's Mindy, right I, here. I have Mindy <laughs> Kaling's book in my hand right now. Uh, uh, she is in fact a little Indian girl. How convenient. Hmm. I wonder where she's from. You know what? Give me two seconds. Maybe I'll find out. Okay. Oh, her parents are hella Indian, based on this photo I see. Yeah, dude. In the in the opening, so yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. But uh, the you know, like uh, so to, I'm sure to, she ref- she resonates with. So that. to under to underscore your point though, um, to use a different analogy that might appeal to some other people who don't care, mm-hmm. uh, for who are gen- like, let's move on. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know when it was, and I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say Jesse, Jesse Owen or something like that. 
they used to think it was impossible to run the mile in less than four minutes. Right. Yeah. So the first guy ran it in less than four minutes a long time ago. And then as soon as that happened, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's in the realm of the possible. And Mm -hmm. then people started smashing the four minute mile. Yeah. Because of exactly the same thing. You see someone else succeed. Yeah. And you realize it can be done. It's no different than us starting a podcast. We see other people being successful with the podcast. Yeah. So we know it's we know it's doable. So we give it a shot. So yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I mean, she was added to the ticket. She wasn't voted for necessarily. But mm-hmm. she was chosen amongst her peers. She was. She, she, yeah. she rose to the ranks to be eligible for that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was still picked. So yeah. I, I, I think overall, I agree with your, your point. It's, it's a strong message. Uh, and it's important for people to see that. You know, we've had a black president. Now we've had a, uh, a woman of color who's like a double minority, mm-hmm. um, if it can be measured that way. Um, <laughs> Two times. Yeah, it's good. And it's, you know, yeah. I don't think it's, it can never be bad for these things to happen. I agree. And I, it's a, I don't want to say it's a shame, but it's almost embarrassing, I think, as uh, humans that we, this hasn't happened sooner. Like we been doing this for how long now but it's also years so i think maybe like structured political ask kamala harris when she was 16 years old what she wanted to be when she grew up but now people when they're that age and they're women and they're minorities or uh whatever they're gonna say i can't actually do this this is possible but it's not easy to get into those it's like there's more women in construction now than there ever have been yes do you know what I mean? Like it's yes. to know it's possible because you've seen it means it opens the door for the younger people to get in to create a greater pool of candidates down the line. Yeah. But to, I think um, to further your point, I, I like I've met a hand more than a handful, but like I personally know a handful of women who have done like architectural okay. technologist and architectural technician programs. Uh, which would have traditionally been like a male dom, and I'm sure it still is male dominated. Um, but I feel like there's so much room for everybody now. Like it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you look like. Um, you just have to be um, not successful, but uh, like meet the criteria of yeah, those positions and, and the competent. courses. Yeah. You yeah. have to be competent yeah. in that field. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that... I think <laughs> there was a time when, sorry, I think there was a time when that wasn't enough. It was like, well, you don't really fit the look we're going for here. You know what I mean? Like I think back, I watched a documentary about, I'm really going off on a tangent here. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright, who is like yes. a architect that I, admire very much but uh, apparently he was brutal to work for and um it was like only men who uh like apprenticed under him and i think that was just uh, that was a cultural thing then the case of the times basically like i don't think a woman what um you don't know anything about columns yeah but it, it was just so interesting i guess to see such a different uh mindset not that long ago yeah right like that was 
in our grandparents' lifetime, basically. And, and not always. Like, you know, there are those insulated communities in the world where, yeah. the yeah. you know, that's what you think about the term when people are, you know, they're cosmopolitan, they're worldly, they're educated, they're, they're enlightened. Yeah. Whereas you think of more rural folks that, you know, probably don't give two fucks that Kamala Harris is the vice president. I know personally, mm-hmm. I don't care a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's m- mostly because this election doesn't impact me at all. Um, yes. yeah. But as the father of a young girl, mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate that there are more and more girls going. I don't care what jobs they're doing. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to see people succeeding in the fields they want to succeed in. Regardless of their, yeah, yeah, very important. their gender, their race, whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, I watched, uh, I don't know if this is really analogous, but a video of a, a guy who is an amputee just below the elbow, and he's an MMA fighter. Like, we see stories oh. all the time. Like, there's, <laughs> he's just, he's just kicking a lot. Okay. But, uh, okay. Like, you, you decide what you want to do, and you figure out a way to go achieve it. And I think that's probably a common theme with this episode is don't let circumstances decide for you what you will do go and do the things that you want to do and 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 to be quite honest like you know i'm sure when kamala harris was was coming up through the political uh realm she was forced to endure a lot of things uh probably you know cat calls and come ons and sexist talk maybe even a little bit of racist stuff too but she endured that to get to where she is now and that's Mm -hmm. to be that's what we should be celebrating um and I think that's the message that that young girls or um, people of color should be hoisting aboard is do you how bad do you want to be what you want to be or how bad yeah. do you want to get to where you want to go? Crush all of that. Crush all those haters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, um, it's something that resonates with me a lot is taking ownership of what you want to do, mm-hmm. but then using these successes as examples for people to realize that nothing bad happens when people succeed yeah when people achieve their dreams and and pursue their passions only good things happen Mm -hmm. there's this um group uh it's like a creative um i think it started off as more of like a wedding industry photographer based group uh but it's kind of I, I think it is, and maybe I need to double check my facts here, but it's definitely like a group that encompasses all creatives. It's called Rising Tide Society. Have you heard of this? No, but I will be looking it up. Okay. So Rising Tide Society's motto is uh, like a rising tide will lift us all up. Okay. As if like we are all boats, a rising mm-hmm. tide is good for all of us. Um it'll you know there's enough to go around um especially in because i think it was more photographer uh focused in the beginning i feel like there's i don't want to say there's so many photographers but there's quite a lot of photographers out there um and i think the big worry was that you know, like, I'm going to run out of work. Oh no, what am I going to do? You're stealing my clients. I'm not going to have anybody left. There's, there's room for all of us. Yeah. Plenty Um, to go around. Yeah. And if somebody else is succeeding 
it means that you can succeed too it doesn't mean that you must fail because someone else succeeds and i think we um i don't say like the collective we uh maybe sometimes fail to recognize that like absolutely if we get too much in our own heads about like (coughs) no i want to win no i want to succeed no i want to do this i want to accomplish these goals um whereas it's more about like everybody getting a piece of the pie so to speak at the end of the day like we're you helping somebody else benefits them and it'll come back around i don't know i'm just a Uh, believer in these things i I agree with you 100 percent yeah and it's there's actually a lot of very successful people right now i think david Meltzer is one of them and he talks about like you know they say giving is greater than receiving kind of thing and whatever you give you will get back tenfold you reap what you sow like there's a lot of good analogies or maxims or whatever euphemisms for it's far more important in this world to give to others than it is to take so i i think i agree with you 100 percent the the what's the word i'm looking for this the surplus mindset no it's not surplus what's the opposite excess the the opposite of the scarcity you know there's a scarcity mindset and then there's the oh uh um uh, <laughs> i've been saying it so much yeah, i can't remember abundance mindset the abundance mindset yeah. you're absolutely so i mean to to instead of treating everything as a competition yeah. you treat everything as how can we grow so you help other people get better at what they do and you get better in return. They want to do things for you. You it's 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 I hate saying this because to me this is what it boils down to, but it also sounds super chintzy and hippie. But if we if we just spread more love than anything else, yeah. Then everyone everyone wins. So like I appreciate the fact that some people are going to be upset that Kamala Harris is the vice president or that Biden's going to be the president, but let's instead of putting that negative energy out there let's just be positive about it see what's mm-hmm. good going to come from it and and to be honest if you're that upset if about it's the outcome we yes. don't know yet yeah if but i mean i look at people who are you know maybe surpassing me at work or uh i see people achieving the dreams uh that are similar to mine and instead of being upset by it i i support them i follow them i like them i share their posts i uh i want to learn from them as they go on their journey and I want to help support them on their journey. Mm-hmm. And it, and instead of me getting down about it, I just feel better about my day because I feel now like I'm part of something successful. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's so great. So this re- it, rising it society, that... oops. No, sorry. Well, that, that like it, it's uplifting mm-hmm. and you being in a positive mindset will uplift you. Right. Like it's. Anyway. And at the end of the day, that's all it is. Like you yeah. have nothing else, but what's going on inside your mind mm-hmm. but yeah sorry the rising tide society you had a question no i was gonna say it sounds like a really positive um needed thing these days yeah and so uh i mean it's been around for a number of years now they usually have uh like chapters <laughs> not like uh not the store <laughs> um groups that get together in different cities so like there's an ottawa based group and the um we'll say like 
the rising tide society will send the head or heads of said group sort of the monthly topics or information that they want to share so that it'll kind of enrich everybody who participates um sometimes it's handouts sometimes it's just little tidbits sometimes it's just discussion uh but the purpose is always like how can we help each other succeed what's working for you what's not working for you like you know when you own a business you end up making a lot of mistakes and learning from those mistakes and so if somebody else can prevent you from making all the same mistakes then that's helpful too so that's part of it as well um yeah i definitely recommend you you uh they have a facebook group i know that that's kind of like the big uh center point they also have like instagram pages and i'm sure they have like a tiktok or something like that now um but yeah it's just it's positive and i mean i've been part of a number of groups that are uh in my like floral industry specifically yeah and and not the one in ottawa at all but um there's a number of them that like incorporate people like in the u.s and stuff like that and you get all kinds of opinions and people and complaints and like oh aren't you tired of getting pinterest brides telling you exactly what they want from pinterest and i'm like no actually pinterest is helpful in my opinion like it's a tool and if you know how to use it it'll be beneficial to you anyways so those groups i promptly exit Mm. um yeah but the ones that are positive and giving you supportive info maybe i'm turning a little bit into these people um what were you calling it earlier they only want to hear oh like a confirmation bias yeah maybe i'm confirmation biasing all of these groups (laughs) but i'm not upset about it because um it's it's with the intention of learning and gaining as opposed to uh having the soul sucked out of me because other people hate their lives i don't know i i mean the i think and and we talked about this during you know the previous little bit about the election but even if even if it was confirmation bias Mm. it's a it's about a positive message so i talk about these people in 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 their social settings uh the context i had envisioned them discussing was like you know shitting on trump and republicans and that kind of thing and spreading facts about mainstream media that might not be accurate vice helping people and 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 i think the the real value of the rising tide society which i'm now following on instagram oh um, so fast (laughs) so fast immediately yes immediately yes (laughs) i actually like justin bieber a little bit more just from that video right Uh, yeah it was i'm i it normalized him for you nothing nothing (laughs) bad happens when people do things for the right reasons so like when when you know you talk about people shitting on pinterest boards it's like what do you do as a creative when it comes time to create a a a floral design in a color palette you create a fucking a a, a color border whatever you that's all Mm -hmm. pinterest is so if someone's already done it for you i only do real flower mock-ups like i don't know i'm sure some people just like they have great ways there's no wrong way to do it that's all I'm and saying. and 
I mean, I agree uh, with you. <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of an offshoot there, like that's someone being elitist and they're trying to create a price point that's inaccurate. Like, mm-hmm. I only do. Okay, oh yeah, you're a much better designer because you only use real flowers. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. But to to put yourself in a setting where you're discussing habits, methods, practices, lessons learned. Uh, and you're networking where people are truly trying to help each other out. It's a very positive atmosphere. Right. And so even if it is confirmation bias, there's nothing I would say wrong with that because people have the right intentions to accomplish the right things the right way. And that will spread in a positive manner, not in a negative manner. Hopefully. Uh, or maybe yeah. you're just confirmation biasing all of this. I could be, but 75,000 plus creatives on rising... <laughs> Rising Tide Society. Oh, is it 75,000? 75,000 people uh, basically agree with me is what I just read. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I never, I'm very rude. Uh, I never asked how your week is. How's your week been? You know what? It's, uh, thank you for asking. Uh, Last week especially too. I've only waited uh, an hour and a half. (laughs) He's like, oh, what are we going to talk about now? Not me. Okay. uh, I appreciate it because you give me a lot of latitude on these show these, these episodes to latitude. Um, you give me room. I'm uh, I'm a long-winded speaker at times, and I, I always I always go into the audacity recording thing and see how much I'm talking, all the the negative spaces you talk in, and uh, so when I see too much blue, I like I call and you got to shut up. You got to give Jenna more time. No, I feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same way, but the opposite. I feel like I'm always blah, blah, blabbing. Which is perfect. This is good. Maybe we're both talking the same amount. We could be. Crazy. Um, so yeah, last, so last week you were in the Last field. week we were in the field, which was, uh, it was interesting. It was good. Uh, it snowed, which was weird. Really? Yeah, we got about oh, yeah, two or three inches of snow. of snow. And then by the last day, it was all gone. So it was very warm and just a touch muddy, which was unfortunate, but... It was the last day, so it was okay. Is that and something then, you go like you you were prepared for? Or oh yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and this week uh, has been a regular week for me, but a lot of people have been in the field, so it's been quieter at the office. Oh okay. Um, yeah, which is weird because when it's when there's a lot of stuff going on, it kind of reminds you that there's work to be done. But when it's quiet and there's fewer emails and shit, you're like, hmm, I have work to do but I don't want to do it. I'm not particularly motivated at this point in time. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's been the last five, six weeks have just been a whirlwind. And we've got the the next two weeks coming up are very busy. But then we're on leave from 28th of November to 1st of January. Okay. So I basically have all of December off. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and it's like so we've been super busy because we're getting ready to go to Latvia, and then we'll have this much time off because we're going to Latvia, which is gotcha. a really is nice that like one hundred percent? Your face tells me no. It's as so anything can change at any point in time. Okay, they can decide they don't need this position. They can decide uh, I'm not fit for it. They could. I'm. It's pretty well. It's a hundred percent. For all intents and purposes, I'm. There's not enough people to replace me, so they gotta, which is great. I'm it, um, but yeah, it's yeah. I'm going to Latvia, which is kind of cool. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Is your passport up to date? It is, and I have a green passport now too. Green? Because you're in the military. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. I guess we're the one of the few countries that uses a green passport. Everyone else just travels on their blue, or their sorry, their national passport. Right. I was gonna say a lot of European ones are like maroon. Yeah. Yeah. Quite lovely color. It's, e- it's easier to so find. So that's them. like military. Like, does that indicate military status? Is that why? It's a. I think it's called a special passport. So when I filled out the application, I had to select between a special or diplomatic. Okay. Uh, so I'm. I'm sure there's a few organizations that probably would require a special passport. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, probably okay. is the equivalent of like a fancy Nexus card. So if, these days, how's it going to work when you're there? Do you get time off? Like what, how, what's that whole deal? So it's interesting because we're going uh, to Latvia. There's um, in Poland, Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia, there are NATO battle groups. So a bunch of countries are sending troops to, uh, to these, these countries to form the battle group. So I'll be working with Italians, uh, Spanish, Albanians, uh, Czechoslovakians, Slovenians, Latvians, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picturing all the flags in my head right now. I think that's it. There's okay. a few, we call them sending nations. So Canada is, of course, one of the sending nations. And um, we formed this battle group uh, to show the world that NATO is taking, you know, whatever threat to to the east or wherever it may be. Uh, that NATO is 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 committed and uh, they are allied and they're working together. I see. Um, okay. And it's a big deal to get a bunch of countries to agree to send yeah, people dude. for extended periods of time. It's like um, a bunch of siblings having to get together. Yeah, exactly. It's and just do something. A, it's very tricky. Yeah. Um. Can you remind me what your question was? I forgot what it was. What's the deal when you're there? Like, do you get time off? Or yes, right, ca- right. So we are, as a battle group, embedded in the Latvian brigade. Yeah. That, that is, that works. It would be like if they all came here to form a battle group working for yeah. our Canadian brigade. Would it be uh, <clears throat> a military equivalent to like a foreign exchange student, except for you're a group? No. Going there to work with them? No, because no one's coming here. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's just, yes, okay. So I've got I'm a friend, excited. Fitz, who you've yeah. met. Yeah, He's yeah. an exchange student because we've got a Canadian over there. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> so the Latvians, they work. They work like they normally would. Yes. In nine to, eight to four, eight, nine to five, I don't know what it is. Uh, European lo- uh, schedules. Yeah. So actually, you joke, but some of these armies are unionized. Okay. Some of them have uh, specific um, clauses in their agreement to form this NATO battle group. So they have uh, specific breaks and stuff like that they have to take. I, I don't know the ins and outs. I've just heard these things. Okay. You'll but find we- out. Yeah. We'll basically be working six days a week. That sounds like a there. lot. Wow. Yeah. For six months, it's going to be a long time. So you're like at work all the time. Like, are you ever allowed to leave like on this one day off per week? Like, what do you do? So normally, yes, um, and that'll change based on the COVID situation over there. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. But we're allowed to go to Riga and stuff like that, so. Is that nearby? Uh, it's pretty close. I think it's like 
It's either 20 minutes or two hours away. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, it's but, either like from Carlton Place to Ottawa or like Carlton Place to Montreal. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> but I mean, they've got uh, a lot of entertainment facilities there. There's a mess with like, you know, games and stuff, pool tables, foosball. There's a sweet gym. It's it's like it's better than the Petawawa gym. It's brand new. Oh shit! Um, yeah, so a lot of facilities there to help, and uh, we'll be able to ship our hockey gear, which is awesome. Oh, wicked! So yeah. I'll get to play hockey every week, which is wow. more than I all I've got to play here, which is really yeah. nice. No curling, though. No, no curling. M- maybe, maybe before we leave, who knows? Is Cassie gonna curl this winter? No. Is, do no. you think COVID's gonna put yeah. the kibosh? We, the registration. I think they actually shut down the curling club for the season. No way. Um, yeah. So there was people were on the fence about whether they wanted to curl or not, right. uh, with the new it's regulations. And... Yeah. So they had a lot of regulations uh, by Curling Canada uh, put in place to help um, prevent that. Yes. But I think people were still afraid. Uh, not afraid. They were concerned, concerned. about the risk. And uh, so some people had already paid, and then they asked for their memberships back and stuff. So the curling club's done, uh, you know, a lot of people have just donated their annual membership fee to help keep the club on its feet. Okay. And they're doing fundraisers by selling, like, curling-themed face masks and whatnot. So Yeah. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but I think it would have been tricky to try to curl for Cassie just between work and... Kids, yeah. Yeah, like, curling's either at 7 or 9, so... My big, sorry, my big, uh, I feel like I was like, when do you get time off? I was uh, curious to know if Cassie might come visit you at some point while you're away because I think that that would be really nice. No? Yes. And that Is would that be possible? the plan. Yes. Oh, cool. So there's this thing called HLTA, which stands for Home Leave Travel Assistance. Okay. So they will essentially pay for you for like two weeks to go home during yes. your tour. And for as long as we've been going on tour, like all of Afghanistan, stuff like that, they've they've had HLTA, uh, and they've got specific groups of people that come over to help fill in employment gaps while people are on HLTA. Um, so, normally, uh, it's called home leave travel assistance because they pay for you to go home, but they have an option where you can they'll do a cost comparison to figure out how much it would cost. And they will allow you to use that money to travel to a third destination. So not okay. where you are, not where you're from, but where you want to go. Okay. And and you can meet your spouse there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like during Afghanistan and stuff, people are going to like Bali and like all kinds of. it's not too far. Well, and, and, and like if you're flying from Afghanistan, you're flying your spouse there like 10 days. You're making a lot of money while you're on deployment. I see. Uh, okay. You're getting foreign service pay, hazard allowance and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, so people are and you haven't seen each other in months and you won't yeah. see each other for months again so yeah. it might as well spend some money um but unfortunately with the current covid situation hlta yeah. has been canceled <gasps> yeah so they'll give us 10 days in lieu on the backside when we come home okay on top of our post-deployment leave and whatnot yeah so but we are told to be prepared in case the situation improves and they turn it on. Gotcha. Yeah. Significant thing to plan vacation times for, you know, we're going to be 
almost 400 people mm-hmm. just canadians mm-hmm. so to yeah, plan so that not all people are gone at the same time and not all the, the key people are gone at the same time and right. to have people come in and replace other people uh, i don't i don't expect it'll be turned on at all shit yeah it is it's what just it is. convenient when you can take advantage of being away and your spouse can come visit, you know? Like, it's a shame. Yeah. Take advantage of it is pretty, pretty yeah. sweet. <sighs> Sin, as they say. That's uh, Jenna's cue. Is it? <laughs> I definitely, I definitely thought you were going to be like, oh, oh, I've got nothing else to say. No, I've got <laughs> tons of topics that we didn't cover, but that's okay because we had organic conversation. <laughs> that's a great name too. Organic conversation. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to rename our podcast like 18 times, aren't we? It's going to be the best. It's going to be called Find Us. Is that going to be the name of the podcast? It's going to be the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I suppose that are you was that your cue? Were you just like, yep? I I was ready to keep going, but now that I thought about it, I'm ready to <laughs> turn it's, around. Yeah, it's been an hour and a half, and yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. We don't want to be putting people to sleep, you know. No, and God, I'm no. not Joe Rogan level by far, so. Yeah, we're we're gonna get there. Yeah, How does he get, get three sure. hour podcasts? Hey, if we had Broom on, we could definitely have a three hour podcast. One hundred percent. That'll be our first long, long podcast. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Long, long. Double hours plus. So you don't really have to say much. You just have to poke the bear. Well, encourage <laughs> them to elaborate on things. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was listening 100%. to Two Bears, and Tom was making fun of Bert because he always goes 100%. 100%. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was interviewing uh, Bert's wife, Leanne, who's a sweet George Peach. I don't know how to Bert. He just really leaned into that fucking gut, eh? And, like, they were talking about how much he... I mean, I don't know. We'll save it for another time. Save it for another time. <laughs> All right, my friend. Yeah, it was good talk. Yes. Till next time. Till next time.